get ready to learn strategies and insights from top entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders here at the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration Podcast. Here's your host, M. Curtis McCoy. Well, let's say, hey, thanks again for jumping on the show so quick today. You're actually going to be a speaker at the Grow, Stack, Drive, Create conference in Atlanta here at the end of the month. Thanks yeah. for jumping on here short notice today. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited about the event in, um, in Atlanta this month as well and excited to connect with you again as well. So it's always a pleasure to chat with you. We had a great interview the other day where I'm going to be a guest on her podcast. Just really excited to be chatting about the Grow, Stack, Drive, Create conference here. Just going to be an incredible conference. If you guys haven't got your tickets yet, what's your link? Is that growstackdrive.com forward slash Melissa? Yeah, it's spelled the really funny way, um, M-A-L-L-I-S-A. So, but yes, that's the link. Cool. So if you want to pick up tickets for the conference, it's it's growstackdrive.com forward slash M-A-L-L-I-S-A. Yes. Awesome. I will drop that link on the show here. And do you know what you're going to be talking about yet? Your, do you have your speech all prepared? Or? Yeah, well, I try not to over prepare because I want it to be raw and I want it to be authentic. But so far, what I've got planned right now is I want to talk about how people can find their life purpose and life mission statement. I think there's a really big challenge with people not being self-aware on what they stand for as a person. And that's one of the big reasons why adversities can knock you down. It's a lack of focus and determination on what you stand for. Then we talk about overcoming adversity, not getting settled and habit implementation. So it's all going to tie together. But my goal is to to give this basically as the key or the unlock, if you will, to people that want something new for 2022. And that way they know how to create it. Because right now as it stands, I came from rock bottom, nothing, absolutely, literally nothing. My first bedroom was a closet. Before that, I was sleeping on the floor next to a broken refrigerator that was infested with mice. And now I've had 12 surgeries back to back clean brain surgery and still have done over $350 million in business. So my thing is I wanna help people be able to see that, hey, if I can do that, you can do it too. Like what the hell can you do with the yeah. adversities that you've been given and the opportunities that you've been given and what's the impact you're gonna make with that? And I was just looking at some of your story and you are the picture of resilience and persistence and overcoming adversity. And besides <laughs> growing up with all the struggles you went through as a child and had the brain surgery and both of us have, have dealt with that. Mm -hmm. I didn't deal with the surgery. I was, we did some alternative treatment, but I dealt with brain mm -hmm. cancer as well. And really cool to see folks that, you know, weren't handed a silver spoon and didn't have everything growing up. And I mean, you're, you're a motivational speaker, high performance coach, published author. So excited to be chatting with you. And I really look forward to connecting with you in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it's a I think it's a responsibility on this planet to make an impact with whatever you've been given. So I do my best. I'm definitely not perfect. I'm not where I want to be per se, because I don't think you ever arrive in life. But I just do my best to try to make as big of an impact with every breath that I've got. That's kind of a blessing, too. I, I think we kind of see that the same going through that and realizing that life could end at any minute and tomorrow's not promised. You've done a great job of that, really maximizing the time you've got and just accomplishing some incredible things when what time somebody post brain surgery is not, is having a hard time just living daily life, let alone being an accomplished speaker and an author and, and all the incredible things that you've accomplished. Thanks. Pretty cool. Well, and I remember when I was, um, so for people that don't really know about the brain surgery stuff, I have a condition called Chiari malformation. And what that is, is it basically means your brain doesn't fit into your skull. So you're, every single time your heart beats, it beats into your skull and it hurts terribly. And all they can do, they can't cure it, is they do brain surgeries for treatment. So I remember at 25 years old, I just quit my last night job. I finally graduated with my bachelor's degree and built my 
first business enough to be able to leave the last night job, having to interview neurosurgeons and barely remembering how to get home and losing mobility in my right hand. I couldn't open it all the way in my foot and all of this stuff. And they were terrified to do surgery on me because they just did surgery on someone who was a 19 year old mother who was a vegetable for lack of a better term after the surgery. And I was terrified to go and get this brain surgery and it was painful as hell. Um, but what hurt the most wasn't the surgery. What hurt, hurt the most or was the most scary was not the surgery. What was so scary and hurt the most was knowing that I did not chase my potential fully before the surgery because I was fearful of what other people may think of me. Yeah. So I made a commitment that, hey, if I make it through the other side of this, I'm going to do something great with it. And it was not an easy commitment. It wasn't. I would still black out every three hours. Um, but I was reminded of that commitment when I started seeing people with in the Kiari community spontaneously passing away and realizing, hey, I'm still alive, I'm still awake, and I'm still functional. So what am I going to do? Am I going to go be a victim or am I going to live in honor of those who no longer lived or can no longer walk? And that's kind of why I chase my potential on a daily basis and try to leave every ounce that I have. Yeah, again, I mean, it's just such a blessing to not, th- I'm sure you wouldn't choose to go back and have that problem if you if you had the option not to, but same thing with my brain cancer, it was like, Really a sucky thing to go through, just not, you know, some of the lingering problems and stuff kind of stink, but it's a really cool thing to be able to just have that, you know, have that slap in the face, get knocked down and realize I have got to maximize the time that I've got if I don't want to just lay around and be, mm-hmm. be nothing, do nothing kind of a thing, so. Absolutely. I mean, I think that so many people run away from their adversities when truly if they can embrace them and they could own them, that's going to be the unlock for themselves, their own happiness, as well as their impact on the world. Because we all want to run away and bury the challenges that we've been through, like we're ashamed of them, instead of embracing them and saying, hey, this is the connecting thread that makes me human, that makes me connect with my neighbor, with my employee, with my coworker, with my friends, whatever it is. This this adversity is the big connecting thread with all of us. If we can just embrace it and own it for what it is and appreciate it for what it is, that's the big that's the big connection. But so many people are too worried that they need to be perfect, especially on Instagram. I hate people that are business professionals on Instagram that just post the fancy glamorous Lambos and stuff when that's that's not the real thing. Right, the real thing is there's going to be challenges. There's going to be ditches. There's going to be adversities. There's going to be things that are not just going to be perfect all of the time. And as soon as we let go of that perception, we need to be perfect. That's the unlock for being able to have human connection. It, and that's a good thing that you mentioned, you know, being able to live with your, being able to live with and accept, and accept the adversity that you're given, but then mm-hmm. also not making that your personal identity. You see so many mm-hmm. people that have, you know, they had a bad childhood or, they're a rape survivor or they've, you know, they've got over, you know, narcotics abuse or something like that. Their entire identity is built around that story of, well, I used to be a drug addict. You're not anymore. You've, you've overcome that. And so don't let that be your entire, your entire definition of your life. Yeah. You've done a great job of that where I wouldn't know. We've spoke a couple of times, seen you on Instagram and different stuff, you know, video calls. And mm-hmm. I would not know that you've even gone through that, you know, that adversity if you didn't mention it, but it's just mm-hmm. a wonderful thing to go. This lady that is crushing it in life also had this other stuff. It makes you very relatable to, to realize that you're dealing with your, you know, with issues just like, just like the rest of us are. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think you're touching on something that's big that we need to own our adversities, but not let them own us. And a lot of times it gets flipped backwards. And I've came through a, a majority of yeah, yeah, I've never, I've never heard of that quote before. I, I should probably write that down, but that's the thing: is we have to own them. We can't let them own us. So it's not, it's not 
palatable. It's not great. It's not beneficial to allow the adversity to own you where you're no longer making decisions for yourself. You're a victim of the circumstance. And I've had a lot of people throughout the chronic illness community that have been very, very upset with me, just to be honest, for going and doing a 100 mile bike race like I did in 2020 or going and doing another one this year. A lot of them very upset about it. But it's a matter of the fact that I am going to do it my way for myself. I'm not telling other people what to do, where I'm going to own this adversity. That way, if they call me up, which they very well may, because it's not curable, and say, hey, you need another brain surgery, that I know I can trust myself enough that that's not the end, that there's more depth to who I am and that I own the adversity and that it doesn't own me. That's a very real risk. They said, once you hit your thirties, what happens as a woman is your brain sags and lower. So they could have my brain sag through the hole that they drilled in my skull. It's a very real adversity, but I'm going to make sure that I've got the mental toughness and know who I am enough that I can overcome it to the best of my ability. I absolutely love that. And are you, I know a lot of the folks at the Grow Stack Drive Create Conference are, you know, Christians or have a religious background. Are you a Christian? Are you a believer? Or? Yeah, I, I very much have had a lot of um, very religious interactions in my life. Uh, the, one of the first ones being when I was probably like five or six years old and my great grandmother passed away. She was one of the few really good family members that I had and very convinced that she visited me that night in my dreams. I had an overdose when I was 15 years old that would have killed me, that I made a commitment to God that I was going to be the best version of myself, regardless to other people's limitations, opinions, or oppressions. And that's where I found my mission statement from at the age of 14 or 15 years old. So very much credit a lot of that and want to make sure that when the end of my life comes that I make sure I do my absolute best as a flawed human, truly because we're all flawed, um, to be as good as I can to live in mission of that as possible. And you've mentioned mission statement a few times. Do you have a clear cut mission statement or what is your mission statement? So what I call my mission statement, I found when I did that overdose. So at the age of, it was either 14 or 15 years old, I grew up in a lot of violence. I was kept homeschooled because of all the violence. So it kept it kind of a little bit under wraps, if you will. And I was constantly having my life threatened. So I was on a two week fast. The last thing that I ate was two weeks before that. Um, and all I'd ate up to that point was mustard and pickles because they're zero calories and then diet soda. And I overdosed on diet pills and immediately thought I was going to die. Crawl myself across the kitchen floor. I was home alone, of course, and started getting as much of the pills out of my stomach that I possibly could. And I couldn't stand up. So I had to crawl. And then I just eventually passed out on the kitchen floor after reaching up for the bread loaf that I could to start paling something to digest and kind of consume all of the pills that I had taken. And it was at that moment that I realized, and I came up with this mission statement, I still remember it vividly, where I realized, one, that I was going to make a commitment to God to please let me live through this. And if I did, I would be the best version of myself. And I said, I'm going to be the best version of myself, regardless to other people's limitations, opinions, or oppressions. And I'm going to show people that they could do anything that they put their minds to and that hurt people hurt people. And that doesn't make them right. Yeah. And that's where I set off to go and show people that they can do anything that they put their minds to provide grace to even those that maybe society may say that didn't deserve it in a loving fashion, but not in an enabling fashion and go out there and be the best version of myself. And that's how I tie into every single aspect of my life. Every adversity, every conversation, every decision is tying into that personal mission statement. Cool. I love that. Well, I, I am really looking forward to seeing you out at the conference there. And just thanks so much for being a, being a guest today. Uh, again, if you guys, the people that are watching right now, if you are looking to visit, you know, to go attend that conference, there's an online streaming version. 
And then there's also four different ticket levels. So either talk with Ken Jocelyn, go to growstackdrive.com forward slash M-A-L-L-I-S-A. That'll be the link so that so Melissa gets credit. And I also think the people that use your link get a, some kind of a discount or special. Yeah, they just dropped, we just dropped the prices on um, general admission. So definitely check that out because it's a screaming deal considering the people that are going to be there. It's going to be amazing. Cool. That's awesome. I look forward awesome. to meeting up with you. All right. Thanks so much. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration podcast. Head over to mcurtismccoy.com for show notes and more tools to fuel your passion.